1: On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Bully Ray and I talk all about final battle. That's right. Truly may be the final battle for Ring of Honor this past Saturday night. And a lot to get excited about, a lot to talk about, and definitely an emotional look back to what we saw on Saturday. And talking about emotions, we talked to Bobby Cruz, longtime ring announcer,
2: with Ring of Honor right now on the Busted Open podcast. I wish everybody who was on the Ring of Honor bandwagon on Sat this past Saturday night was on the Ring of Honor bandwagon the whole time. You got an all killer no filler show. That locker yeah, room not deserved the thing for that because we've talked better. about it a lot.
1: Yeah, you talked about the struggles and. You know, two names that came, come to mind when I think of Ring of Honor, especially the early days of Ring of Honor, is Joe G and Kerry Silken. Like, those guys, uh, I, I, I don't know, especially Bully, and you know him well, like, eat, slept, and breathed Ring of Honor. Uh, even up to this past Saturday. And part of the memories of everybody thinks of, you know, Triple H taking that picture with whoever became NXT champion. Kerry Silken would always go in the ring and stand next to the champion when they won that championship title. And Joe G was an an amazing PR director uh, for Ring of Honor. And it's so funny, Bull. You talk about the struggles with Ring of Honor. When Joe G was there... um, there was never an issue. I could call him and say, we need somebody for the show today. And he would get me somebody for the show that that day. And Kerry Silken, I got I to admit, Bully, I got a little emotional seeing him on Saturday because I know how much this company meant to Kerry Silken. And now this company is done. And uh, there's a lot of people, Bully, behind the scenes that really fought tooth and nail to keep that company standing with honor And it it was a sad day on Saturday to see it all come to an end.
2: Uh, Like I said, the best I can say is uh, tip of the cap and respect to the locker room, to the lifers in Ring of Honor, to to, to the Rhett Tituses of the world who have been there from day one. People might be saying right now, who's Rhett Titus? Rhett Titus is a guy that's been in Ring of Honor from day one, busting his ass. Guys like that deserve a little bit of respect today. Yeah. That whole locker room, from the Jay Lethals to the to the Greshams to the Briscoes and the Shane Taylors and the Angelina Loves and the Mandy Leones and even Delirious. Yep. The, the booker of Ring of Honor. The only booker that Ring of Honor uh, has had over the past, I don't know, what, eight, ten years?
1: Yeah.
2: Not an easy job. Burnt out to the to 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 the last fiber of his brain cells. Still out there doing what he does. To the cheeseburgers of the world. That fat bastard blew out my shoulder. <laughs> All hundred and twenty pounds of them saying, soaking wet. <laughs> the
1: word fat doesn't come to mind, when I think of cheese not many cheeseburgers went into the mouth of cheeseburger. Um but but seriously, you start thinking about those people and you start thinking those wrestlers. Bully, even during what we saw on Saturday, the video packages that wrestlers sent in, Hangman, think about this. Hangman Page, Jimmy Jacobs, CM Punk, Adam Cole, The Young Bucks, Brian Danielson. You know, those are guys that, you know, for years fought for Ring of Honor, whether it was in front of, you know, thousands of fans at the Hammerstein or in front of, like, you know, 200 fans at Basketball City in Manhattan. Like, those are guys that went out there and had some of the best matches I've ever seen as a wrestling fan. And, and those are some of the names that I think of when I look at Ring of Honor as well.
2: Ring of Honor does not get nearly enough credit for the star power that it created for the rest of the wrestling business. Unfortunately, Ring of Honor wasn't able to find the next level for most of the stars that they created. And when you talk about guys like Hangman Page and CM Punk who are sending in videos, if it's not for Ring of Honor, these guys might not be who they are today. Pound for pound, Ring of Honor has created more stars of today than any other company. You know, we talk about ECW and how ECW changed the landscape of a wrestling business. Very few ECW guys came out of ECW and were as success, you know, were considerably more successful than they were on ECW as Ring of Honor. I mean, the list goes on and on. From the Samoa Joes to the AJ Styles to the Seth Rollins to the CM Punk's yada yada. Star after star after star. And that's why so many other companies, including NXT in its early days, mimicked everything that went on in Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor was truly giving wrestling fans an alternative in-ring style to what they were seeing in the WWE.
1: Yeah, and 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 4 years ago, Bully, Hangman Page, you know, you know, an Adam Cole, uh th- those those guys were uh, Cody Rhodes, The Young Bucks, those guys were with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about 15 years ago. I'm talking about four years ago those guys were with Ring of I mean, you know, one of the best matches I've ever seen with Ring of Honor at Final Battle was Kyle. The main event was Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole. That wasn't that long ago when you think about it. But here you are. Those, those names, like, like you said... You know, Kevin Owens, you know, formerly Kevin Steen, the guy that we just saw in the ring with Brock Lesnar on SmackDown, you know, uh, formerly El Generico, you know, with with Ring of Honor. S- uh, Seth Rollins with Ring of Honor. The, the, the Ch- Samoa Joe, as you mentioned, they all came.
2: Daniels, yes, Kazarian.
1: Yes, all from Ring of Honor. And you're right, Bully, and I don't want to pass it over because it's extremely significant what you just said. There is no company ever that I could ever remember that created more future superstars than Ring of Honor ever in the history of pro wrestling.
2: Ring of Honor is an extremely important wrestling company when it comes to the big picture story of the wrestling industry over the past 20 years. They get lost in the shuffle because they were never anywhere to really be seen. Ring of Honor was very much an IWC wrestling company underground not not very underground but and that's the messed up part to me ring of honor was underground for so long which which made it cool along comes sinclair that could have pumped so much money into this company and they could have done so many of the right things and it just never happened and to me staying away from that conversation is very difficult because you have to find why, as of today, that company is ha- on hiatus. It's not because of the Jay Lethals. It's not because of the Briscoes. It's not because of any talent in that locker room. And it's not because of the Booker. It's because of everything, every department above the locker room. And that talent deserves better. Not some giant happy picture on the day of final battle with all the executives. Saying, hey, we're all smiling. Fake. That's why I don't want to go down this road today because it upsets me. As a wrestler, I feel bad for that talent. Hey, everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise
0: Evans from the Fade the Noise podcast. From Monday through Friday, catch me in the good sir, Nate Lundy, as we take you through each day's best sports betting opportunities. Whether we're talking spreads, totals, props, or anything else, we will do our Fade 5 to give you the knowledge and confidence to place your bets. Always remember, fade or follow, that's up to you. Subscribe today where we you get your podcasts, or listen on the
1: SXM app, free
0: for both subscribers
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash busted50 and use code BUSTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code BUSTED50 at Factormeals.com slash BUSTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You mentioned earlier about Final Battle and the Briscoes and FTR come in after the Briscoes win the tag team titles again from Taven and Bennett. And they get attacked by FTR. So I got the rumors swirling. Are we going to see the Briscoes in AEW? You mentioned it early, Bully. I hope on Wednesday, like you said, the Briscoes give FTR their receipt.
2: The Briscoes in AEW is a no-brainer. The Briscoes had some great matches with the Young Bucks. The Briscoes in FTR, I believe, would be some of the best tag team wrestling we're going to get. Moving into 2022, it just feels right. And I don't think that they would do it unless there was business already done behind the scenes. It would make no sense. Are the Briscoes going to pop a number for AEW? Absolutely not. But AEW will be able to get the Briscoes name out there and they will be a great addition to that locker room for whatever amount of time they're there. They are going to improve that tag division. And if you take a look at it from this point of view, Bucks, FTR, Briscoes, uh, Lucha Brothers, yep, all of the other good teams that they have there; those are the ones that pop, you know, pop to, pop to my mind. And then on the horizon, you have something waiting that I think is going to not only pop their division, but will finally pop up. A rating. Well, I, I'm not going to say finally pop a rating because Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and uh, Punk popped a bit of a rating for them, 1.35. But you have something on the horizon that I think is going to pop a real rating for them, it, and that's the Hardys.
1: Yes, and I think a lot of people are looking to that, and people are already talking about that. You know, what but the listen. Brisco- but look at those teams.
2: Ahead. Look at those teams. Look at those five teams: Bucks, FTR, Briscoes, Lucha Brothers, Hardys. How do you, do you do? You like that? As five teams in your division, yeah, pretty strong. Yes, very, very strong. And um, you know what the
1: Briscoes bring, and you know we'll just want to talk. Intensity, a more. realism. Yeah, like yes, some grit. So you know some some toughness. They that's something that AEW is lacking, and the Briscoes will bring that.
2: the, the I have been in the ring with the. Hardest-hitting men in the history of pro wrestling. Yes. The Briscoes lit me up like the 4th of July. They beat the shit out of me. They are the real deal, and the world deserves to see them. And they've become seasoned talkers. They're very entertaining. And when you look in their eyes, you know... They mean what they say. if they say they're going to go in that ring and beat the shit out of you, there's a good chance it's happening. and, and
1: Aew needs a team like that. they need wrestlers like that. they need Aew
2: needs a set of balls
1: and the Briscoes will bring that.
2: Yes <laughs> <laughs> And would you, would you be shocked if it doesn't happen, bully? Uh, I just think it would be bad business if it didn't happen. I mean, is it did, did FTR jump the Briscoes so the Briscoes should, could show up for a one-off? I hope not, because uh, AEW and the Briscoes would be a very nice fit. It, just m- me being an onlooker, knowing what the Briscoes bring to the table as performers, knowing what they bring to the table as catering directly to the AEW audience, it's not like if you announce tonight that the briscoes are going to be on dynamite this wednesday nobody nobody that has never watched aew before is going to tune in everybody that watches ring of honor most likely watches aew but you're not getting a casual wrestling fan to tune in because the briscoes are on but what what you are doing by bringing the briscoes in is strengthening that tag division and bringing in a team that can work with anybody bringing in a credible team bringing in a formidable team bringing in a team that not only can dive off the top rope but can clothesline your head yep. into next tuesday these are bad bad men these are tough men these are aggressive men these are a men that don't take no shit off of nobody you're not gonna you're not gonna get over on the briscoes They laid it all out. They obviously went in there knowing that, hey, this is probably going to be the last
1: time we ever wrestle for Ring of Honor. We want to make a statement. Hey, you know what? They probably knew that there would be new eyes on that show. Maybe owners of other companies watching that show. And I'm sure there were. So they went out there, and they went all
2: out with that in their mind. It was like an audition for the entire locker room. Great word, yes. And I I believe that that should have been the number one goal for everybody, all the talent in the ring that night. If that was truly your last night, now is the opportunity to show the world who you are, what you're capable of. Why should somebody notice you? Why should a Billy Corgan want to sign you? Why should a uh, Tony Khan want to sign you? Why should a Vince McMahon? Why should a Scott D'Amore? To me, the Briscoes right now should have a contract in a company. To me, Shane Taylor should have a contract right now in a company. And even though I don't love the style all the time, Jonathan Gresham should be signed to a company. And when I say I don't love the style, Jonathan Gresham is like one of those pure wrestlers, and that's really all you see from him. And pure wrestling, to me, like too much of it's just not something that I love. I love a little bit more entertainment with my wrestling. But these guys all fit somewhere and as far as storytelling is concerned Shane Taylor there is an incredible story with Shane Taylor there is a modern-day nation of domination awaiting in Shane Taylor promotions let's see who takes advantage of it you know who you know right off the top of my head you know who I think is the best fit who the NWA Because I think Billy is much more liberal in his thinking. When I say liberal, I don't mean in a political way. More open-minded. I mean, more open-minded. I mean, B- B- Billy, B- Billy has Tyrus on his roster. Tyrus is on Fox News right there. That's like a political affiliation. People but think Billy of is
1: political open- affiliation right yeah. away. And, and, and here's the thing. When you talk about that, bully, and you talked about this last week, Listen, I love the NWA. It's more of a nostalgia thing for me, not taking anything away from the talent there, but it's nostalgia. You said last week they need to make a splash. This is how you can make a splash. This is how you can get people talking. This is how you can get people to tune into your show is if you sign you know, a Shane Taylor, if you sign somebody other talent that we saw on Saturday night. That's how
2: you can make a splash if you're the NWA. We could probably go down the entire roster that appeared on that show on saturday night and we could ping pong where we think they belong let me tell you something here's somebody we don't talk about enough angelina love
1: angelina love i've seen angelina love like on the microphone kill it i've seen angelina love uh in the ring kill it and she knows how to tell a story that by the way that ring of honor women's division there's a lot of talent there
2: that we could talk about taking that next step in another direction into another company Angelina Love is as good as, if not better, than any other woman wrestler right now in any company. How could she not be? She's been around for 20 years. She's in phenomenal shape. She understands ring psychology. She's a six-time TNA women's champion. She gets the job done. When I think of an Angelina Love, bang AEW she would strengthen that women's division and and AEW just comes off top of my head because I think of the Thunder Roses and the Britt Bakers and the and the Nyla Roses of the world and the Rios of the world but man that would be a great addition not that she wouldn't be a great addition to any other women's roster but people sleep on it Angel well because she's in ring of honor Well, Bully, I mean,
1: now that's open on the table, too, because I think a lot of people are going to be looking at Saturday so especially and saying, where are these talents going to go now that Ring of Honor is on hiatus? Because four months is a long time in the world of pro wrestling.
0: Hey, everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy Fast Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Funbuns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. Get that first place medal is what you're after, we've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app,
1: free for most subscribers. The best ring announcer, without a doubt, in the world of pro wrestling right now. And I challenge anybody to disagree with me on that. I don't think there's anybody out there that gives a bigger, big match feel and a definitive big match feel than this man. Our guest right now, coming off his 18th final battle, the one and only Bobby Cruz. Bobby, good morning to you, buddy. Good
3: morning, David. Good morning, Bully. And I must say, David, I am... uh... As you all well know, now jobless in the world of wrestling, so I may need an agent. and That's a pretty good pitch job right there. Well, I mean, now it is you are a free agent. And,
1: Bobby, you know a lot of people listen to this show. But if I'm the WWE, if I'm AEW, if I'm Impact, I'm giving you a call this week to come in and be a part of our company because I was saying it to Bully. There's a lot of, and no disrespect to anybody, but there's a lot of nameless, faceless ring announcers out there that you know are, I don't want to use say forgettable, but don't give that added spice to a big match. You're definitely not one of them. You are definitely one that bring it, and we heard it in the in uh, listening back to the sound from the main event on Saturday. Just hearing you say "new," like just your inflection, the way that you say it, the way that you do it. You've been doing it for a long time. If I'm if I'm a, a president of a company,
2: I'm calling your I'm calling your number this week. Well, if any of them call, I will answer. How's that? Okay. Bobby, um, do you remember your
3: first day ever in Ring of Honor? Yeah, I actually have two first days. When I you know, I started in two thousand three doing those Carino intros, those long lists that went, you know, for twenty minutes at a time. That was August of O three. I remember that. And then my first night as quote unquote the lead ring announcer for Ring of Honor was on November of O four. It was actually in the Boston area, so it was great to have it in my home area. And I remember that night. The main event was uh, Jushin Liger and Brian Danielson. Not a bad uh, main event for your first uh, show as a as a ring announcer. Do you remember the emotions that went through your night, your mind that first night? What was it like for you to be a part of that Ring of Honor crew? I was so excited to do it. You know, by that time I had been on the Indies for several years, and uh, by that time I had been to Japan a couple times. But I was so excited to do Ring of Honor because of that atmosphere just the crowd vibe and everything, how people reacted to it and to know I'd be sitting right at ringside for all of those events. I was, I was so fired up. You know, bully
1: asked you about your emotions that first time. What were your emotions like on Saturday night?
3: A very mixed bag. I, uh, I was worried. Um, if I could get through the ring intros, there were two in ring intros we did the women's world title match. And then the world title match with lethal and Gresham and both of those for different reasons I had worried about. The world title match itself, especially because it being the last time I knew I'd be announcing a, a Ring of Honor match, never mind a world title match. You know, those in-ring intros, the handheld camera gets in the ring, it's tight on me. Um, and I didn't want to take away from that moment and just my voice cracked because I'm emotional or anything like that. I, looking back in hindsight, the good thing that happened with that was uh, during Lethal's entrance, pr- production got in my ear and said to go through the um, the intros as quickly as I could. Uh, that's happened in the past, too. If, you know, time's running short on a pay-per-view, sometimes they cut out the in-ring intros and tell me on the fly or something like that, just go through them quick. So I didn't even have a chance to get any emotion or be emotional. I just, uh, when I got that in my ear, it was all, you know, okay, i got to get through this as quickly as possible. But it, it was a very emotional night, obviously. Um, and uh, just to... I just wanted to get through it. I had both my daughters there, which was, which was cool. Um, that, that meant so much. Um, it, was, it was emotional. It was tough to get through. We got through it. And um, I remember just sitting there with Carrie Silkin, who obviously we wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't be talking now. I wouldn't, we wouldn't have been there that night if it wasn't for Carrie and what he did for Ring of Honor. And uh, I think it was like halfway through the event. I looked around the crowd and I, I said to Carrie, I turned to him, I said, this shouldn't be happening. This just this should, this should not be happening. And um, that's when I started to get a little frustrated and kind of had to get a little more positive to get through the rest of the event.
2: Bobby, you threw it out there. Now I got to ask the question. You turned to Carrie Silken and you said, this should not be happening.
3: Why? I'll, I'll keep it um, as professional as possible and put it this way. So, in my years in Ring of Honor, and of course, Ring of Honor was going a little bit before I even got there. Um, the one constant, and I've heard you guys talk about it today and before, work rate, level, um, quality of the talent. You know, what? No matter somebody left, somebody came in um, and, and grabbed the spot. Somebody left, someone moved up the card and took the spot and stepped right in. And over the past few years, I think the in arena production with the you know the screens that we use and everything has been awesome. The look that you know we have a very polished look. For everything and the um, the TV, as far as the video packages, there's a guy by the name of Zane Decker. You want to talk about an unheralded person in the Ring of Honor? Zane Decker puts together these VTR video packages, and man, just some of the work that he's done. Of course, now being involved with the women's division, I got much more involved with that stuff, and just seeing the stuff that he would send us, put it in a Dropbox to take a look at it before it even aired, I was just blown away. Um, so I, I, when you look at that, you look at our roster. You look at how good the stuff is in the ring. You look at the production value and how good that's gotten. And then you look at, you know, the the crowd was into it from 7 o'clock until 10.59 and beyond. You know, we had some, some Gresham kind of dark promo that I'm sure they're going to put on social media uh, sometime this week where he addressed the crowd and addressed winning the title. Just for the whole package, just that one night, look at everything. This should not be happening.
1: I agree, um, and it, and it's unfortunate. You mentioned about uh, the women's division and the work you did in the women's division. One of the big moments from Saturday night was, you know, Roxy uh, defending that ROH Women's Championship and Deonna Perrazzo coming out. Talk about that situation and the continuation. Ian Riccaboni said it best during that match. It's like a little, you know, why now? <laughs> why why now? Uh, you probably had to ask that question to yourself
3: as well. I say why now as well, Um, Maria and I working on the women's division in 2021, uh, we had been working on getting Deanna there for months Um, with the booking of the women's division or just in booking in general. You know, I'm a big believer in in using reality as much as possible in things, you know, you and Deanna and Ring of Honor uh, and the way she exited Ring of Honor previously uh, was it's It was a real story. She had unfinished business in Ring of Honor. And, um, you know, her tenure in Ring of Honor didn't end well. And I wasn't a fan of it when it happened. So um, I remember reaching out to Deanna maybe this time last year and saying, hey, Maria and I are going to be involved with the women's division. I'm going to try and work out something with impact to get you to do something because it makes sense. You know, we could have done that with someone else on Saturday night. Um, and it probably would have gotten a reaction and gotten a pop and so forth, but it wouldn't have meant as much as, um, as it did with Deanna. And, um, so I actually, it was last Sunday night, just sitting there, my older daughter came home from college and I was just sitting there watching TV. And I said, just trying to brainstorm the women's division has been so good this year and had so much support from people said, can, what can we do to create a moment because I knew there would be moments on the guy's side. What can we do to create a moment for the women's division um, on at final battle? And it kind of just popped in my head. And I texted Deanna and uh, ran it by her. And then, of course, she was all into it because she she has had an open-ended thing with Ring of Honor since she had to leave the way she did. Um, so it meant a lot to her. I emailed Scott Demore. I think he got back to me within 10 minutes and we got the ball rolling.
2: Bobby, being around you for about three years, I know you're very passionate about the wrestling business. I know you're very fiery and salty about the wrestling business. You were as full-time in the wrestling business as Ring of Honor would allow. What does life look for you like right now without pro wrestling and Ring of Honor there for you? I don't know,
3: to be honest with you. And I haven't really thought about it yet. Um you know, obviously, it's only been two days. Even though I know it's been coming for a couple of months, um, I, I am not in my mind. I'm not done. Uh, I certainly would love to work with um, a company in some role. Um, I know the role of a ring announcer. I and after being, you know, 18 final battles and 17 plus years with Ring of Honor, I don't have the ego where I need to be the guy. You know, so for example, I'm buddies with Justin Roberts. I respect what he's done as a ring announcer. I respect that he's been with AEW since day one. You know, we did All In together a few years ago. If AEW said, came to me and said, we wanted you to do something, I'm not looking to bump off Justin. And then they wouldn't be looking for me to bump off Justin. You know, I can be a secondary on a secondary show or, or do something and, have, and be an asset to a company in that way. I don't have that. I need to be the guy and replace someone in a company right now um so i'm definitely open to any discussions about doing something so i can stay involved um you know i would love to do something with maria as far as women's wrestling uh somewhere so um and i wouldn't do it without maria i think it's been a very fluid team this year so there are some things i guess some opportunities if a phone call you know my phone rings but as of right now i just don't know um, when you look
1: back at Ring of Honor, I could tell even now talking to you, Bobby, getting a little emotional because all those moments and memories, I'm sure, are flooding like they did on Saturday night. Is there one moment that stands above all others in the 17 plus years you were with Ring of Honor?
3: Not really. There was there. I can't really pick one. You know, I, I have some favorites like Joe versus Kobashi at the New York Hotel in, in New York City. Or the unification match with Nigel and Brian in Liverpool, uh, you know, standing in the ring and announcing that one, Um, you know, Punk's final night in being in Chicago uh, with us doing that, you know, obviously standing in a ring in front of a sold out Madison square garden when my daughters are there and my ugly face is up on the jumbotron of the world's most famous arena. uh, And my daughters seeing that was, was really cool. Um, But I've had so many prideful moments in, in, in my time at Ring of Honor where I just sit there and I, I can feel the emotion and the appreciation of the crowd for what our athletes are doing in the ring. And I would become overcome with emotion just sitting there with that. You know. So it's, uh, it's been a lot, of, a lot of stuff. And I don't know if I want to – it's very tough for me. i thought about it. And I guess it depends if, if and how quickly I hook on to somebody else. Um, if I want to just put all of that behind me right now, if that's the healthiest thing for me to do, and then, you know, think back when I'm really done and look back on on all that stuff, or if I kind of just want to look at it sporadically now. I'm, I haven't really decided yet.
2: Bobby, <clears throat> amongst the boys, we have a term. Just when we say goodbye to each other, we never say goodbye. We say, see you down the road, brother. Because see you down the road basically is The next time we really speak or see each other out of sight, out of mind in the wrestling business, the boys don't really stay in touch. Maybe it's different these days with, you know, texting and stuff like that. Who are you going to miss seeing the most in Ring of Honor? Who did you have those closest relationship with? Who were your who were the boys for you every time you were at work?
3: Uh, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, cause I've known them so many years. I know them, since so they basically both started. Um, they've mentioned it recently so I can bring it up because I, I don't do it for myself, but I literally, when, um, you know, Gabe, or, and I think when Taven, it was when Pierce was the booker, went to the, you know, Gabe and Pierce and said, give these guys a look, give these guys a tryout pre-show, you know? So I believed in those guys for so many years, uh, even before they, they got to ring of honor. So those two, um, you know, I've obviously known Todd Sinclair from the new England, um, Indies for before we got to Ring of Honor, and he's been at Ring of Honor as basically as long as I have, and uh, so he's another one that I'm used to just talking to and seeing all the time. Um, you know, I, I became, in the past decade or so, became really good friends with Mandy. Um, her passion for Ring of Honor, her passion for wrestling, and just wanted to help people out. Uh, is, I'll miss her. You know, we'd, we'd have shows in Vegas or whatever, and we'd always hang out at a casino and, and talk and have a drink and so forth. Um, just so many. You know, I became very, very close friends with Lethal, um, you know, so I, I was already used to him not being around for a couple months, but um, I, you know, he's, he's very close to my daughter's. Uh, he had a moment with my daughter's backstage after the final battle Saturday where they got to say hi and bye basically. So it's uh, you know, those, there's a handful of people that I'm, I've just been really close to. And it's, it's and Carrie, of course. I mean, Carrie has been one of my best friends. He's the one in 2004 that decided to make the change in, at the ring announcing spot and, and wanted to bring me in. So um, those five or six, I think, are probably top of the list. Just real quick, I heard you guys talking about it a lot. Everyone basically doing an audition at Final Battle, and I viewed it that way. Uh, it, was, it was so weird to me that to be around this long and to be on TV and pay-per-view for so many years, but I know that every person with any call or any power in any company was watching Saturday night, and I, I did it personally, not in a selfish way, because I did the same job I always do, but personally, I looked at Saturday night, and I'm like, I'm auditioning for any company that wants to call right now. So just a weird feeling. Bobby Cruz,
1: uh, one of the best ring announcers in the last two decades and doing it such a long time for Ring of Honor. Bobby, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I know we'll be talking again soon. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Neri Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...